your eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for what you are about to teach us. We pray that understanding will come to us and we will be able to comprehend your words and prepare us to continue to serve you in different ways that will please you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, following the death of Stephen and before the conversion of Saul, there was a great persecution. I'm, I'm continuing from where I ended last week. There was great persecution against the church of Christ in ignorance. Acts chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. Acts chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. And, and Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. Verse 3. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house. The apostle Paul, before he encountered Christ, he was fighting the church without his knowledge. He entered into every house. Those days, most churches were in houses and catacombs. Catacombs were deserted ghetto is like ghetto. What you call ghetto. So they met in small groups. That's why we started the, the where home cell became popular. Because when you meet, met like this, you, 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 you find yourself in the hands of the law. Because the lawmakers were trying to quash the movement of Christ. They wanted to make sure that the death Barrier and resurrection of Christ was made useless. So anything that to propagate that truth, they made sure that they wanted to silence it. So Paul saw at this point was uh, one of the administrators at that time. And he's, he took upon himself to silence the church. So he was causing havoc to every church. He would enter house to house hauling men and women and imprisoning them. But one day, on one, as one of these assignments, he encountered the church. He encountered the one he was actually persecuting. Acts chapter 9, verse 4 to 5. So whilst he was going on, there was a striking of a light. Then a sound, a voice was being heard. And it, he fell to the ground or the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? Can the church speak? Can the church speak? A church cannot speak because a church is literally an inanimate being. But this is a voice saying that, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And let's see... Source response. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for you to kick against the bricks. Now, Paul saw at this point 
has not seen Jesus. What he thought he was doing was that he was destroying the church. But Jesus' response should let you and I know that wherever you hear church, it's actually Jesus Christ. So whatever we are doing to, we are doing for, and we are doing with the church, just know that you are doing it to Jesus, you are doing with Jesus, and you are doing for Jesus. That is why we come out to serve. So when you are serving church, don't let the world tell you that you are serving somebody's interest. You have to know this, that you are serving Jesus when you serve the church. And when you serve Jesus, he will honor you. I said he will honor you. He was destroying the church, but he didn't know that he was actually attacking Christ. One of the things I decided long ago in my work with God is that I will always love the church I belong to. And not say anything bad. I was in Calvary Temple for years and I never spoke ill about the church. And up to now, I never. You must develop a policy in your life that you will never ever speak against the church and speak against your pastor. It is a level of maturity we must all come to. You must never come to a point where you hate your church. There have been many times I've encountered people who were offended with the church. Some are, some is carried, some to his other places. And you see the passion of hatred they have against the church. For me, if a Christian becomes very, very angry with the church, that Christian is not a Christian. That Christian is not a Christian because if you understand what the church stands for, you will never hate the church. And I believe that there are people who go to hell because they hated the church. Because, you see, because the church is made up of human beings, there will be a lot of surprises here and there. And some of you ladies, you marry Christians and you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked how bad they were. You'll be shocked how undiscipled they were. But you will think that they were discipled. Why do you think people divorce? Because they discovered something they were not expecting. They discovered something they were shocked with. So the, the church administrative activity can offend you. But you must have, okay, greater works. They gave every church a levy to pay. Some churches don't pay. So is it also the reason why I should say Carrie's Temple 2 will not pay? We were the first to pay our levy. First, we paid it before DSM's church paid. You have to understand there are secrets to prosperity and secrets to longevity in blessing. In working in the blessing of God, there are secrets. There are so many. If you discover one, you benefit from it. And one of the secrets is that you have a love for church. Say, I will love my church. Yeah, you have to have a love for church. 
Any wrong you do to the church, in God's eyes, you are doing it to Jesus. If you steal from the church, if you cause chaos, I posted a video the last time, and one of the things you should always guard against is that the devil will not gang up with you against a church. Else you qualify for the punishment that came upon the devil. You gang up against the pastor. I am here to see anybody gang up against me because you, you, you cannot gang up. <laughs> you don't have the strength. You, you don't have the strength. And I also make sure that I won't give you the reason to gang up. Because immediately you are ganging up, you will be isolated and you see that you are a fool. But you can go to some churches and then the member or the leader is arguing with the pastor. I won't give you the chance. Even my marriage, 12 years, I've not argued, I've not argued with my wife before, then you. I won't give you the chance. By the time you are arguing, you are walking out of the church, and nobody will tell you, you can't come, because you will feel very isolated. We don't tolerate rebellion in this church. You have, like, I don't know what you have to say, because the spirit of this house is loyalty. It will eject you out very nicely. One time, uh, a member gave me an accusation, and I was very shocked. After the accusation came, I didn't reply. After three days, then the person said, so you won't say anything. <laughs> and I said, the Lord bless you and increase you. The Lord caused his face to shine upon you and give you many reasons to be happy in life. A member sent me a video crying that I have shocked the member. I, I don't want to use he or she. Uh, I have shocked the person. Said so the way now, the person had prepared to start the rebattles. Say so you won't get because as much as you are angry with something, I also want to make sure that I don't push you to death. Did you understand? It's very deep. Olivia, if you get angry with me and you start talking, 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 I'll keep quiet. Because every word that I speak at that time it will not die. It will work against you. It may not be now. Normally when you, you touch an anointed person, you don't suffer immediately. You can go like 10 years, 15 years. Nothing has happened. But that word is potent. So the duty of every anointed person is to know how to control his emotions. And you're a church worker, so you should control, you should also control your emotions. Today, like when we are having, today we're going to have a kind of thanksgiving blessing for Janice and the husband. So you are going to see not less than 20 to 30 people come with them. These are strangers. Ushers, you must be extra, extra nice. You must not be domineering. You must make them very comfortable because there's a member, okay, George. George came to church 
He came for a wedding in church, and that is when he fell in love with the church. George the guitarist. He came to church. He came for a wedding when we were at the old place. Just coming to the wedding and saw the way it was done, the way everything was in order, and he joined the church. So people, anytime there is an event, you must understand that when the visitors come, they will be looking, they will be observing a lot of things. And I've gone for funerals where I saw ushers fighting with the people who have come to mourn. Because they were insisting. You have to move forward and sit with the people. Move, move. No, the person is mourning. The person is distressed. How will you help the person be comfortable just for two hours, three hours? The person is not part of your church. So as a church worker, you must control your emotions. Else you will destroy the very thing you are building. So let me give you another example. That Friday I came, Miracle Hour. I didn't meet anybody here. Nobody was here. Nobody, not even technical, not even ushers, not even instrumental, not one. It was around 7.20. I was so surprised. Not one. Naturally, you're a human being, you get bored. So I just put it on the page. So nobody is here. I'm sure that the next Sunday, all the departmental leaders were like ready, like, like pastor is going to call us. Ask them whether I called them. I didn't. Because every anointed man must control, you must not be driven with your emotions. And though I didn't say it, all of them have woken up and they are doing their thing. If God is going to raise you up, you must have control over your emotions. You must have, you can see that Saul was persecuting the church because of his emotions. He was a very passionate person, very emotional person. He's persuaded in the things he's doing. And he was destroying the church, but he didn't know it was out of anger. But one day when he met Jesus, Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? You are persecuting me, not the church. Not the church. Paul later by revelation made a profound statement in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30 to 1. The same Paul, after encountering, he said, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Verse 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh. Paul was connecting the relationship between the body of a human being to the church and likened it to marriage. One of the things I want you to understand is that if you don't mature and you don't grow in life, you will always be disadvantaged. The same thing that got you angry five years ago, after five years, you should look at it and smile because you have discovered how to come out of it. You must learn to grow. Tell somebody, grow. 
Yeah, growth is the reason why people go up and people stay where they are. I meet my colleagues most of the times, and they talk, they still talk like we used to talk 10 years ago. They've not grown. I tell people we never did this. We are not doing anything here on loan. Whatever we have done, we don't owe anybody. We do it as and when we get. You, you, you think I cannot buy doors for here and even the doors. You think only me I can buy. I can buy. But you don't help God. And you don't go and take loan to impress. There's nothing here that is loan. Maturity will put you in a place where you experience the love of God better. Yes, maturity. Thinking. This year, Grace and Oil, we have pumped a lot of, we, our publicity cost tripled because we want to do something that is good. We want to push the program. So today we'll launch it. We've never launched a program officially like this. Every time we have to grow and we have to learn. And I'm sure when I went to Eastern Region, that village, I went to, I got inspired by what that church was doing. And you, you have to learn to copy good things in life. Don't be somebody who is not growing. Church, you have to grow. Learn to grow. You go and visit a family. You see how the children are relating with the father, the mother. Learn it. Learn it. So that you can grow. Growth is a factor of learning. Tell somebody growth is a factor of learning. Whether formal, whether informal, growth can only happen when you learn. Amen. When you learn. They always say that there are things that bring men down and people are not paying attention to. People, people this generation, we are not still paying attention to. There are things that bring men down. Tested. Tried. There are three. You know them. Number one, Food. Food. Food can bring you down. If you don't discipline yourself, if you don't discipline yourself over food, or you want to hear that part, then you go just be listening. If you don't discipline yourself over food, you are going to struggle in life. You will die before your time. A lot of the people having kidney failure. Yesterday, I, I saw one guy dead, and they said, cancer of the kidney. Most of the, nowadays, those dying, dying plenty. You know, it's kidney. And you know, most of the causes of kidney failures, poisoning, a little cyanide in your drink. That's all. It, you won't die now. It will be with you. And it will be, so you will never track it that it was so so and so or this place I was poisoned. 
When I go and preach in places, I don't drink anything from them. Whatever they give me, I give it out. Except for one or one or two places. Food. When I visit you, give me food, I'll eat. So I do surprise visits. I love to do surprise visits. The next thing that kills um, people is sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. It has destroyed it has destroyed many people. Unfortunately, the youth today have come under the... Not even the youth today. We shouldn't talk about the youth. Many people are still... There, there was a man of God called Jimmy Baker and Jimmy Swagger. Very anointed. Anointed to the point that He'll be doing a crusade. Assuming he's doing a crusade here. The dead bodies in the Lashibi home to start waking up in the, in the trolley. They have been put there whether they have been whatever. The anointing was so strong that they will come out from their dead. Why didn't we hear of them? Women. They lacked self-control over their sexual appetite. Women. For men is women. For women is men. They lacked it. They would go for spare girls, what you call hookup. It started a long time. Prostitutes. So one day, one of the prostitutes set them up. Differently, at different times. One happened after the other. So the other one did not learn. Just like how we are also not learning. If you don't, I, I'm talking to church workers who are supposed to be mature. If you don't control your sexual desires, you will destroy your life before your time. Because just look at Joseph. Joseph was in Potiphar's house. And... Uh, Today, that's how I'm going to talk. So, get, get you. I'm not going to scream today. It was in Potiphar's house, a very good place. He could have easily slept with Potiphar's wife and enjoy the favor in Potiphar's house. But he was not meant for Potiphar's house. He was meant to rule Egypt, not just in the minister's, maybe interior minister's house. I want to tell you something. Control your sexual desires. Else, even corporate wise, you can't rise. Corporate wise, you can't rise. And that is the problem the church is facing. We are not afraid of sexual assaults. We are not afraid. It's like we, we have developed some mechanism. To be swift about it. And it's like, you feel like you cannot do without it. No, God is testing you. 
God is testing. Look, the top is not for foolish people. If you see a big man at the top and he's walking in immorality like they like those people, you don't know them. Their secret life, they are not actually Christians. They are using other things and they are fine. But if God is going to lift you up, you have to watch women and you have to watch men. Oh, yes. As a pastor, I, I remember when we started church. If I was walking in sexual immorality, I don't think that some of you will stay. You got, there is something about it. It will be heard. It, it, it will be heard. Oh, yes. No matter how dark the room is, the news will come out. Will come out. You have to discipline yourself. It's tough, especially when you are young. Your blood is hot, your energy is there. Don't counter cross the blessing of God in your life by just living in there. I went to visit a lady once, and it was a member in the first year of the church, almost the first year of the church. Innocent young pastor. I was going to do visitation because I want my church to grow. So, if you come fresher, you do everything to grow your church. So, I went to visit this lady and she was staying on the, I think, the fifth floor or fourth floor of a building. So I climbed. She said, Oh, Pastor, I keep coming. So I got there, the floor. Then she came to open the, it was a burglar proof. Open. So, oh, Pastor, you are welcome. When I entered, then she locked the burglar proof. It's a very private zone. Nobody will come there. If you are going, then you are going to the next floor. There is no corridor. So we'll climb here. So we, I passed through the kitchen. Then she also came and she locked the trap net. Ah. I was still going. And we entered her room. No hall, no chair, only bed. And she locked the door. And I sat down. I sat. The pastor, should I give you water? I said, no. I'm cooking. Will you eat? I said, no. So why did you come? I said, I just came to visit and remind you that church is here. And the dress she was wearing. I got tempted. I got aroused. That's the way. And she was gazing at me. Immediately she was gazing, I saw a snake on her face. I said, ah, this one, it's a serpentine spirit that wants to seduce me. Then I also changed. See, it's changed you snake. Me too, I changed. Then I started. I command you out. She started manifesting. She manifested. Over almost 40 minutes, I was on her. Like on the floor, everything was doing. She was on the floor. I took a blanket and covered her. And I was on the bed. I lied on the bed, crossed my leg, waiting for her to get up. When she got up, oh, 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 Pastor, oh, 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 Pastor. That was it. She couldn't come to church again. 
She relocated to East Lagos. But now she's in the U.S. She's with the Baptist Church. And every time her family member is in trouble, she will connect me to the family member and I will pray for them. Control your sexual appetite. Church, I've been fasting since June and I'm not ending now. And the things I'm seeing about some of you, I'm not happy. Control your sexual appetite else it will destroy you. It will destroy you. It will destroy you. Control it. Control. I, I, I want to repeat again. Control. You see, I connected so to this. He was being controlled by his emotions. Control it. As for you ladies, be careful. Control your sexual appetite. You won't die. You will marry and you realize that you can't even have sex every day. If you don't control your sexual appetite, you are going to kill your future. You can't think well. You are not married and you are sleeping with many guys. You will struggle to choose the correct man in your life. As for those of you sleeping with married men, you are already cursed. You have to be prayed for. You are, if you sleep with a married man, you are cursed. And that curse, nobody can remove it from you. Hear it and hear it. It's not a, it is not the curse of the law. <laughs> uh, the place is quiet. I don't know. But I will still add five minutes because the rain is falling. As you are feeling hot, God is cooling you. I have to sink it. Anytime you sleep with somebody's husband. You are dying. A disease will strike you. A calamity will strike you. I'm telling you. Don't joke with sexual power. And if you are here, a man, and you are sleeping with somebody's wife, you are here, a girl, and you are sleeping with somebody's husband, you don't know what you are fighting. I bet the tea when this one. And nobody will have the luxury to help you. Control. If you want to go up, why did Joseph run away from Potiphar's wife? You think he won't get money? You think you will not be comfortable? And this is you. Somebody and somebody's spouse is crying because of you. And you are taking the money. And you have the confidence to sleep with somebody's husband and call her, I love you. I enjoyed it. Are you okay, Zazi? You are crazy. And you are a man. You are sleeping with somebody's wife. Christian. I said I won't scream today, but people are tempting me. I said I'll be very gentle. 
You should be afraid. You should be afraid. What you don't have, you don't have. Don't step into waters you will not be able to handle. The third thing, I'm going on the third thing. I want this to stay with you. I'll do only two. I've done only two. I will not go there. Food. And um, I went on a date with my family. We went for a family. And I could see how many young girls are going out of town with people's husbands. And don't deceive yourself that they are worldly. They are church people. They are horses. They are intercessors. They are choristers. And we end up blaming God for what? Do you know what? Okay, one day I'll take my time and come and teach you the act of sexual intimacy. What it means to sleep with someone. Amen. Close your eyes and pray that God help me. God help me. Pray. God help me. God help me. If holiness disappears in your life, you, you will lose the blessings God should give to you. And the blessings is not just money and cars and all that. It's beyond that. Pray and repent. Some of you must delete numbers. Some of you that they've rented for you and they come and sleep there, you have to hand over the keys and go and stay in your kiosk. You, this generation, we don't want to suffer for anything. Pray that Lord help me. Help me. Pray and repent of your words. In Jesus' name, amen.